Are y'all ready to go today? You ready? Come on. I mean, you got to help me out. Are y'all in a little vacation mode, you know? Everybody's tan and stuff. But I'm going to need you to get on the edge of your seat because I want to speak to something today that I think is going to help you walk out what God has called you to do. As you know, we started a series several weeks ago. I believe this is our seventh installment right now uh, of our series called Essentials, where we're talking about what it takes to make it on the journey toward abundant life. How many want to live an abundant life? Well, there's some things that we need to have to help us make it on that journey. And we want to make sure that we have everything in our luggage that we need to make it. You know, I told you at the beginning of this series that I was an overpacker. Remember that? Y'all remember I told you I packed too much? I packed more than my wife, and I made up my mind. We went on this cruise, and I'm like, these rooms are about as big as this podium right here, and I, I'm going to pack light. I didn't do it. Did not pack light at all. Big old suitcase ended up. The stuff that I ended up using was half of the stuff that I actually used. I actually laid it all out and took a picture of it. Said, Baby, look at this. And she was just exasperated. She said, I, don't want, I just want to go in the sun. I don't want to know about what you packed or didn't pack. Just roll on. But I did it as a reference, so next time I'll know how to do it. And I will overpack next time as well. We want to make sure that you have, that I have, everything that I need to live an abundant life. We've talked about having a love for God. We've talked about having the peace of God in your life. We've talked about trust. You need to pack some trust in this journey. We talked about making the journey with joy. We've talked about love. Uh, How many many were able to go on during our family day and watch what we had online? We talked about freedom, living a life of freedom. Last week, man, Pastor Brian Larson did an incredible job speaking on having life-giving words and how that helps you live an abundant life. Well, today... I want to talk about something that some folks may not say is a real spiritual thing, but I believe it's something that's going to help you step into what God has called you to do. And if you don't have this packed in your bag, it's going to hinder you from stepping into what God wants you to step into. And that is, you need to make sure that you've got packed in your luggage a good name. I want to talk to you today about the value of having a good name. Name. Look at your neighbor and say, he's going to be preaching to you today. Just tell him. Say, he's going to be talking to you right now. How many of you, when you leave this, re- this, this place today, that you're going to go to a restaurant that you've heard bad things about? One person, and he's the guy in class that raises his hand when he's not supposed to, right? No, you're not. You are not going to go to a place that you've heard bad things about. If you go on and you look at your Yelp app and it's got bad reviews, you're not going to go there. You're going to find a place that has good food, good service, has good environment. Now, if they've got good enough food, you'll put up with bad service and a bad environment, right? Yes, you will, but not all three. You base what you do and where you go on the reputation of the place that you're going. It's the same thing with people. How many of you have ever dreaded meeting someone because you heard about that person before they ever showed up? Because their reputation went ahead of them and introduced you to them before they ever walked into the room. I want to talk to you today about the value of having a good name. When people say your name, 
that something positive happens. A lot of people call it a brand now. That's a big word. You're branding yourself on social media, and all of us are branding ourselves. What they're really saying is, is your name a good name or is it a bad name? What do people relate your name to? The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 1. Now listen, I'm going to tell you, this is going to help you in your marriage. This is going to help you in your work. It's going to help you in school. Just grab hold of this today. Proverbs 22 and 1. A good name is more desirable than great riches. And to be esteemed is better than silver or gold. A good name is more desirable than great riches. And to be esteemed is better than silver and gold. If you're taking notes, I want you to go and write down what our goal is today. Our goal is to make sure our value system is lining up with God's value system. Because at this point in most of our lives, our value system is riches and gain and silver and gold. But God's value system says, I would rather you seek after a good name and a reputation that is esteemed on top of having all the money in the world. Throughout the Bible, you can see that God cares about a name. Matter of fact, God cares about his own name. Did you know that? God cares about his own name. I will say this. Most of what God does, he does because of his own name. Let me prove that to you. Psalms 106 and verse 7. It's coming up on the screens here behind me. When our ancestors were in Egypt, they gave no thought to your miracles. They did not remember your many kindnesses. And they rebelled by the sea, the Red Sea. Yet, God saved them for his namesake to make his mighty power Known. If you're taking notes, write this down. God saves for his namesake. Ezekiel 20 and 9. But for the sake of my name, I brought them out of Egypt. I did it to keep my name from being profaned in the eyes of the nation among who they lived and in whose sight I had revealed myself to the Israelites. Number two, he delivers not only He saves not just for his namesake, but he delivers for his namesake. He said, I set you free so I wouldn't look bad among all the other nations that were looking at me and judging my name. Isaiah 48 and 9. Hope I ain't reading too much scripture for you today. Y'all ready? Isaiah 48 and 9. For my own sake, I delay my wrath. For the sake of my praise, I hold it back from you so as not to destroy you completely. Now, when you ever hear God say something twice, you better listen up. Look at this. For my own sake, I said, for my own sake, I do this. How can I let myself be defamed? God saves for his name's sake. God delivers for his name's sake. And God shows mercy for his name's sake. He doesn't allow things to happen to us that probably should happen to us because of the sake of his name. And then Psalms 23 that many of you could quote. Psalms 23 and verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. Why? Because he likes me. Because I'm his favorite. 
because I'm a pristine sheep that he knows he's got to take care of me. Yeah, that's part of it, but the main reason he cares for us is for the sake of his name. God values a good name. I know that all of us think that he saved us, that he delivers us, that he's merciful to us, that he cares for us because he loves us, right? And that is true. But even above the fact that he loves us, he does these things to keep his reputation. God values a good name. Matter of fact, look at this, Psalms 138 and verse 2. Powerful passage of Scripture that will show you the true value. Remember I told you at the beginning we're going to talk about God's value system, the true value, how God places value. Psalms 138 and 2. The psalmist said, I bow toward your holy temple, and I give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. Watch this. For you have exalted above all things... Your name and your word. Among everything in the world, above everything in heaven and earth, God has exalted. The value system that God has is his name and his word. If you do a a, a study, you'll find that one translation says this, and it's a confusing passage until you understand it. One translation says, you have exalted your word above your name. Now, how do you do that? How do you exalt your word above your name? Because God knows that the only way that his name can be truly exalted is if he's faithful to his word. So I want you to say this with me. The only way I can have a good name is if I'm faithful to my word. Now let that sink in for just a moment. How many of you overextend yourself and say yes to things that later on you got to backtrack? How many say you're going to do something and then you don't do it? We all do that. But what happens is when we begin to understand how God wants us to have a good name, and to have a good name, we need to be people of our word. And the only way you can do this is to understand your limitations, what you can do, and what you can't do. I want to help somebody right now, all right? Understand your limitations. You're not any good at that, so don't say you'll do it, okay? You don't have time for that. Don't say you'll do it. Have an understanding of your limitations and understanding what you can do, what you are good at, but also having a true understanding of what you value. So your limitations, what I can do, what I can't do, but also what do you value? Because if you have a clear understanding of what you value, it's hard for you to go back on that. If someone walked into my home and decided and told me they're going to harm my family, guess what would happen? I wouldn't have to stop and think about it. I wouldn't promise them that I'm going to take care of them and not do it. No, I would go right into action. Why? Because that's a value of mine. I don't have to think about it. So some of us, the reason we vacillate with our words, you say yes to things and then you don't fulfill it is because it's not a value to you. But if it can be a value, okay, this is what I value so I can say yes to this. Or this is what I value so I'm going to say no to that. Just be people of our word. 
Forget all the religious, theological. I don't care if you're Pentecostal, Presbyterian, Charismatic, Catholic, Pagan. It don't matter. Start right here. Just let your yes be yes. And let your no be no. Start right there and you'll watch God begin to do great things in your life. You'll also watch doors start opening up for you that you didn't know would open up. Because I think sometimes we pray for God to open up the door. But the people on the other side know we're standing there and they won't open it because they know our reputation. Having a good name is more desirable than great riches. More desirable. And yet we see it all the time, don't we? We see people that trade their reputation in for fame, for money, for promotion, for riches. Can I hear an amen from y'all that don't even amen, right? You hear it all the time. But we also do it all the time. All the time, we have to make a decision that we are going to put our name on the back burner and let promotion come in our life. Oh, it would just be a little easier if I would just maybe fib on that just a little. Or maybe fudge those numbers just a little. And what we do is we take our name, we put it on the back burner, I think some of you hear the word riches, and we just like, oh, that ain't me because I ain't got no riches. Just take riches and put wins in. Put promotion in. Put uh, just anything that progresses you, success, self-worth. Just put that in. And how many times are you and I willing to accept that? If I could just get the promotion, if I could just get the raise, if we could just win that account, if I could win that game, if I could do this, and we take this and put our name back here because our value system is wrong. I believe what God is wanting to do with every single one of us is to make us people, help us become people that are true through and through that our character's right, that our heart is right. If God cares that much about His name, how much more should we care about our name? Everybody say value system. The goal is to have our value systems line up with God's value system. And a lot of that just comes down to maturity, right? You know, your value system is all off when you're, immature, when you're young. You don't know anything. Kids don't know anything about money, do they? Kids don't care about their name, nothing. But as you grow up, you begin to see, oh, this matters. This, this thing matters. This should be a value of mine. And God says in his word that a good name is more valuable than riches. That's his value system. What are riches to God? I mean, heaven is paved with gold. You know what I mean? I mean, that's asphalt in heaven. So riches, that means nothing to him but a name. This is how God, matter of fact, you look at, you look, it's one of the most prized possessions. His, he gives his own son. His son sheds his blood. I love what Kristen said. He bled out for us, was mutilated for us, buried, resurrected. And when he does, what does God give him? A name. Philippians says, because he went through all of this, God has given him a name that is above every name. That the name of Jesus, every knee would bow. He didn't bring him all the gold and all the silver. He said, I'm going to give you a name. 
I want us to hear this, especially in this city of Nashville, where it is so easy just to have this thing, I got to get ahead, I got to get ahead. Listen to what I'm saying to you today. A good name matters to God, and it should matter to us. A good name brings blessings. Just a good name brings blessings in your life. Write this down. Life is easier when people trust you. It's just easier. You'll find that doors open up for you. You'll find that people say yes because they trust you. Because your name is good. I'm going to give you a little caveat off to the side. Life is more fun when people like you too. (laughs) Just be nice. Be truthful. Isn't it amazing how simple the walk with God really is? I didn't say easy. I said simple. It's just simple. Just be nice. Be true. Be trustworthy. And you're going to watch the doors that you and I have prayed for, the windows that we've prayed for, are suddenly just going to start opening up because we are valuing what God values in our life. You know, one of the reasons that that God cares about our name is He knows how long it lasts. It goes on and on and on. You're given a name at birth, but it lasts forever. You take that name and you pass it down to your children. And that name either becomes a debt or an inheritance to your children. Some of you right now are living under the debt that your family members gave to you. Some of you are living on the inheritance that your family members gave to you. You know, the Bible says that a good man leaves an inheritance for his children and for his grandchildren. Great passage of Scripture. My dad gave his life to ministry, gave everything he had to ministry. When my dad passes away, he's not going to leave me a huge inheritance. He will leave me a whole bunch of junk in Dixon, Tennessee on the hills. I will say that. Just rusted metal, just hanging out everywhere. Son, one day all of this will be yours. Really? I got to have it? Can I will it to someone else now? But you know what my dad did leave me? A great name. The other day, I met three guys on the same day. Three different men. On the same day that I just brought up something about my dad. Oh, your dad is John Rag. Oh, I love your dad. Your dad's true. If your dad says he's going to do something, he does it. You go to Lawton, Oklahoma, you bring up the name Haskell Evans, Kristen's dad. Good name. There's something about passing down a good name to your children. That giving them millions of dollars, well, thank God for that. That's awesome. But it's going to be gone If they don't know what it means to have a good name. So if you won't work on having a good name for you. Do it for your kids sake. Because they're going to inherit the name that you and I have. You know I was thinking about the tombstone. How a tombstone when you look at it. What does it have? It has a name. It has two dates. Sometimes a little epitaph there. of Who you were. A loving mother. A loving father. Whatever. But then in between those two dates is everything else in your life is condensed to just a little minus symbol. Just that. That's everything we work for. Everything. 
But what happens when you walk up to that tombstone and you see that name? When I visit my brother's grave and I see Joshua M. Ragsdale, well, I know him. That was a good guy. He's got a good name. I want to encourage you today, don't be so busy working for all the stuff that ends up being a dash. Instead, let's work to have good names. I'm not a good preacher, but that's a good preaching, right? That right there. That was, that was a moment for you to, yeah, that was good. No, that's, doesn't count now. It's too late. Your name goes on and on and on. And the issue is, I want this to young folks, listen to me. The choices you make today impact your tomorrow. The decisions you make right now, good, bad, or ugly, they impact your tomorrow. And not just your tomorrow, your children's tomorrows, your grandchildren's tomorrows. Right now, the decisions you make, something we love to say around here, good choices, good life. Bad choices, bad life. Just make good choices. Oh, but I want that so bad. But what's it going to do to your name? When you graduate from high school, what are they going to remember you as? How are they going to remember you? What reputation do you want to leave them with? When you graduate college, when it's time to be married, think about it. It changes the value system. When you get ready to have children, it changes the way you value. Because at that point, your kids don't want to know that you're a partier. What kind of name do you want to give your kids? What kind of name do you want to be remembered So if you won't do it for you, do it for your kids' sake. If you don't care about your kids, then do it for the other people that are watching. Look at this. This is what the Bible says. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 14. Do all things. Look at this. Bring it up on the screen. Okay. Do all things without complaining and disputing. Okay. That's hard enough right there. Hold up. That's, That's like a whole other series just in itself. Do all things without complaining or disputing or arguing, it says, Do everything that you may become blameless and harmless. Children of God, without fault, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world. Look at this, 1 Peter. Live such good lives among the pagans, that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day He visits us. The Apostle Peter was saying, live a life that is so blameless and so good. And one scripture, uh, 1 Timothy 3, 7 and Titus says, live a life that is above reproach. Or live a life that where you have a good reputation with outsiders or with unbelievers. And he said, because there's going to be a day they're going to accuse you. But live such a good life that even though they accuse you, when Jesus shows up on the scene, they're going to go, up. Oh, they were right. Look, there's no way that you and I can stop the haters. We just can't. You can't stop them. You can't, you can't affect how people think about you how they talk about you, but I will tell you what you can do. You can stop giving them fuel for gossip. Let me talk to you for just a moment. Can I pastor for just a little bit, all right? A little summertime pastoring. If you and I would just quit feeding the fire, 
some of the stuff that people say about us will stop. Stop doing stupid stuff. Stop saying dumb things. Think twice before you post that. I'll tell you what's scary for me is, I mean, Davis is not even driving yet. And yet people all over the world knows what goes on in his life because of social media. Lord, if I would have had social media when I was their age, they wouldn't let me be a preacher. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> let me talk to the young folks. Hey, it's a digital tattoo. Once you post it, it's there. Oh, it disappears quickly. Oh, no, it doesn't because somebody saw it, and it's right here. And that reputation goes on and on and on. I should, the, the parents should right now be amening and just throwing money up on the stage right now. <laughs> Y'all even know about that kind of church. I was raised in Mississippi. When you started preaching good, they just started bringing money and started putting it on the stage. <laughs> I'd make about $2 a service. It was powerful. Live above reproach. Come on, is this helping anybody? Matthew five sixteen. You know this scripture. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. If you won't do it for you, do it for your kids. Don't just do it for your kids. Do it for those that are out there that need to have a good representation. And if you won't do it for any of that, do it for God. He said they're going to see your good deeds or you can put in bad deeds either way. I'll say it like this. We give God a bad name or a good name by how we act. I can't tell you the times I've heard people say, I love Jesus, but I don't like Christians. What a terrible thing to say. I believe that God wants us to get to the place that we reflect His character. That we give God a good name by what we do, how we act, how we manage ourselves. Yesterday, when we met with first responders, the, 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 the firemen and women, the policemen and women, when we walked into the Edge Hill neighborhood and they looked at us wary, like, who are all these people walking in with what's going on here? And then they saw Gwen with us and they were okay. <laughs> Gwen lives in the Edge Hill community, been there over 40 years and has ministered to those people. I asked Gwen, I said, Gwen, why did you live here? And she said, I lived here because, first of all, I needed to. But after a while, I knew that I was going to be able to live there to minister to those people. You know what Gwen's done? Gwen's given a good name to Jesus. So we show up yesterday. We got Gwen with with us. People start coming around. We watch as those kids come. The mom and the daddies come. They're all showing up. And at first they came because we had free fans and and water and bubbles and footballs. And it was was fun going on. But that's not why the lady showed up at 9 o'clock today. She showed up because we gave Jesus a good name. And I watched as that hand went up and she gave her heart to the Lord this morning. That makes everything worthwhile, y'all. A good name will open up doors for you that have been shut for years. A good name will make people like you and love you that didn't for years. A good. Let me just say something real quick. Because as I was praying this morning, I saw some of you, as I'm talking about a good name, I saw you say, Not me, too late for me. 
I've already messed it up. I've already done it. You know what God does? He specializes in changing names. Talk about Saul. You know Saul, right? Not the king, the apostle that later became Paul. You know what he did, right? He killed Christians, put them in prison. What does God do? Shows up on the scene, says, I'm going to change your name. You're not Saul anymore now, you're Paul. Simon, your name's not Simon anymore. Your name is Peter. Abram, I want you to be the father of many nations, so you're Abraham. Sarai, you couldn't have children. You've been barren, but I'm going to change your name. Let me say something to you. If you will just make the commitment, God, I want to be a good representation of you. I'm going to submit my reputation to you. You're going to watch God cover you with his name. You're going to watch God begin to do things in your life and give you a brand new identity. This will help you in your marriage. You feel like maybe you've made mistakes, you've done things, and you've messed it up. You haven't been a good parent. You, what could I do? Just submit that to God and watch Him begin to transform your identity into something that will glorify Him. Come on, how many of you received that word today? Come on, you receive it today?